Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello, everybody. As the pandemic fades, many of you are anxious about a return to normal. It's been over a year since the start of this pandemic, and even though people resented Zooming and being constrained at home, they have become accustomed to the lives they've built and the routines they've created in their COVID caves, in their COVID bubbles, and they are now faced with anxiety about a return to normality. More and more people are getting vaccinated. And whether you believe in getting vaccinated or not, what I am seeing is that it is bringing for all of us as a whole, for all of us as a society, a more uh, relaxed energy and a population that is globally less in fear or less focused on the virus, which ultimately is a good thing for all of us. Remember that what, what we focus on, we attract. The fear of dying is dissipating and people generally want to get back to life as they once knew it. However, there is now another level of nervousness that I sense and that I hear about from my clients and from my neighbors and from my friends and from what I'm reading on social media. And that's what I want to cover here today. I want to give you tools that will help you because this borderline PTSD COVID cave situation is not only affecting grown-ups, but it's also now affecting kids too. At the beginning of COVID and of the lockdown, my kids and most kids in the country had to school from home, right? And everybody, the parents, the kids, the teachers, everyone was complaining. Kids were missing their friends. They were missing their playtime. They were missing being on campus. And then teachers were overwhelmed by all of the remote teaching on Zoom, which they had never done before. It was all new. And parents had to be parents right? As they did before. And then they had to work as they did before. And then now, or then, they also had to run schooling from home as well. But now here we are a year later, we're finally about to return to school, at least here in LA. That's how long it's taken, you know, for, um, for all of our children to finally start seeing going back to school. And I hear fellow parents saying how Zooming was so amazing after all and having the kids at home was so great and they don't want to lose that. They don't want to leave their home and neither do some of the, of, of the children. And as for the teachers who were super, you know, um, hating Zoom, now they're feeling stressed out about returning to the classrooms for in-person learning. My close friend and therapist, um, well, she's not my therapist, but she's an amazing therapist, uh, Jill Solomon, told me the other week about 
her many clients who are seeking for help to address their fear and their anxiety over, you know, traveling again and, and driving and being in a building with a lot of people and going to the store and all of that. Why is that? For some of you, it comes from an extreme fear of the disease. For others, it's the anxiety about reacclimating into society. They have found that the pandemic has brought, you know, you, they have found that the pandemic has brought positive changes in their lives, right? In your life. Maybe that's your case. And so now you're afraid of losing what you've gained from that, you know, sort of quieter pace. And you don't want to commute to work again and bother getting dressed in fancier clothes than PJ or relaxed leggings and getting up much earlier and putting on makeup and, you know, spending time at the stores and even being in the presence of, you know, too many people again. So before we move forward, I want to remind you that fear and anxiety are emotions and that emotions, right, feelings are always driven from what you think, from the thoughts you have about the virus, from the thoughts you have about getting out of your home, back into the world again, about traveling again, about, you know, um, maybe meeting someone who wasn't vaccinated or, or whatever, like all the thoughts you might have about all the circumstances in your life. And the other thing I want to remind you is to try focusing on what you want, because when you focus on what you fear or on what you don't want, then you end up attracting more of that, more of that negativity. And if you let fear win, then you let the lies win. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. So I'm not saying that the world is easy and nothing is ever to be feared, not at all, but that you know, a bear running at us or, I don't know, someone going to shoot us or whatever it is not something that, you know, is common in every day. So unless you are in the true presence of danger, then it is best to always connect to what you want, to what is in the present moment and not in the future because future is fear-based. And that's going to help you quiet the voice in your head already. So is staying in the protection of your home, of your bubble for too long, like a year and more, truly healthy for you, truly healthy for us? And if it isn't, then how do you exit out of that bubble back into living a normal life despite the fear and the anxiety that's coming up for you? What I know for sure is that even if staying home during the pandemic was easy for you, was an easy adjustment to make. I know that it was for my family and I. In the long run, it would start to seriously affect your health and it would have even bigger consequences on your children, on our children. So let me try and explain what is your brain doing to you? You know, why why is it that, you know, we were so afraid to, you know, start the lockdown, be into all of that and Zoom and, and all of it. And now we don't want to go back to what we used to know. Why did you, you know, a year ago fear of doing everything 
on Zoom, complaining every day, counting the days for things to return to what you knew. And then when things are opening up again and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're now wanting or not wanting rather to leave that bubble and you're fearing the steps that it's going to take for you to go back to that normal life that you were leading before. Why is that? Is the brain throwing temper tantrums? Well, our primitive brain surely loves doing that. It loves acting like a toddler with a knife in an attempt to protect you from what is usually imaginary danger, right? That's its favorite role to play. It loves to just list all the things, all the reasons why you shouldn't do this and that. And it's all just, you know, in the interest of trying to keep you to, to, to what you're in. So as soon as we think of making a big change, then the brain automatically resists it. The brain is designed to be efficient. It's designed to use the least amount of energy as possible to do its work. The least amount of energy possible to direct the many tasks in your day. We as human, we are hardwired not to change. Our primitive brain is going to resist changing itself. Even though we know that change is good for us, that change is even necessary to us humans, necessary to our good functioning, necessary to our good mental health, but still, it's going to resist it. But as hard as it might look, as scary as it might feel, change, even when we feel the most stuck and resisting it, is 100% possible, my friends. With all the advancements in neuroscience that we know today, we know that it is 100% possible to change your brain, that you are not a victim of your DNA, that you are not a victim of your genetics, that you are not a victim of your environment. And there is so much at stake when you fight the necessary change. Your health, mental and physical, your life, your loved ones, the people you lead and the causes you believe in. Your brain is involved in everything you do and in everything that you are. When your brain works right, you work right. The primitive brain is the part of your brain that is programmed to protect you. By nature, it likes to loop with the negative. It likes to find all the reasons why you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that, go back to school, go back to work, and why exiting this protective bubble is super stressful and source of anxiety. I can tell you, even for me, I'm a certified life coach. I help people every day, all day long. I give those you know, important advice and, and provide solutions every day. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's my passion. It's my purpose. I have all the tools. I know how the brain works, but I will tell you, even for me, it required a little reset. You know, my husband used to travel every couple of weeks for work. And then all of a sudden he was home a hundred percent of the time. I mean, my husband, as you probably know, is my soulmate. We've been together for 20 years. He's my soulmate, my best friend, and I have loved and still love having him at home. He loves it too. My kids love it too. 
And then to add to the change, his parents, who had come to visit us for a week in March, uh, March 2020, they found themselves stuck at our home for six months, not able to safely return to Florida. You know, they're old, they're elderly. So basically, I went from managing so much of our life on my own, our kids, my practice, you know, my career, my practice as a life coach, running the house, running everything else, to suddenly having my husband at home. He was taking care of all the food shopping, most of the cooking, and and then my mother-in-law was helping with the kids. I had more freedom in organizing my own time than I had had in a very long time. So yes, it was less private. We had a full house, but it was also awesome and supportive in so many ways to have family with us. But then came September and it was time for them to go home. Like, you know, they saw an opportunity and they went. So they flew back to Florida. And, you know, for me, having had my private practice running via Zoom even before the pandemic made no difference in that sense. But I had not really driven anywhere in in all these months um, and I can tell you that even with all the mental tools I am equipped with and used to, you know, practicing daily, it was a little strange at first, you know, taking the kids for their soccer practices in different locations. You know, L.A. is a big city. And with my thinking leading to some level of anxiety, but it was about recognizing my thinking, about being aware of the little sentences in my head, noticing them taking a deep breath and doing the things anyway, refusing to staying stuck, basically taking control, not letting fear control me or my life. I will tell you, living a good life takes a healthy mind and to have a healthy mind, it takes practice, my friends. The same way if you want to keep your body fit, you need to work out regularly a few times a week. And it's the same for your brain. You can't just tell it one time, you know, to think more positively, to be aware of this thought and that thought, and it's going to do it for the rest of your life. No, it is an ongoing process. We think thousands of thoughts per day, tens of thousands of thoughts per day. And most of them aren't serving us at all. Most of them aren't, they're just stories in our head. Most of them, they're just lies you know, as a matter of fact. And if we're not careful, we're going to loop with those in our head and we're going to lose our mind. Recently, I, I read a post of a sort of a friend of mine on Facebook and she was having a bad day and she was writing about that. And her husband was also having a bad day and their teenager kids were also in bad moods. And basically she was kind of saying, you know, best to not come near us today. And I suggested with a smile you know, a session with a life coach, not just not with me as such, but, you know, with a life coach, with someone to help you process what's going on in your day. And she took it quite defensively. And that's fine. You know, that's her choice, right? It's it's about her. It's It's fine. It's not about me. But you know what, dear friends, we all have those more challenging days. She, you, me, we all do. Life is 50-50 for everyone. Sometimes we receive good news. Sometimes we receive terrible news. It's all about the universe testing us. It's about what energy we're going to feel in those moments. And it's from that energy that we will attract what comes next. Is it going to be more of a bad day or a better day? And sometimes when you confide in your spouse or your friend, they're too much in the pool with you. They can't help you process your feelings 
and help you with your next decision. Reprogramming your mindset will affect the way you feel and the results in your life in an incredible way. Sharing your struggles with someone who wants your best interest 100% of the time, who's also not afraid to call you out sometimes, and who has the expertise and the knowledge of how your brain works and on how to get you out of the negative spiral you're in, is not something that's for the weak. It's not something to be ashamed of, as that friend kind of seemed to imply. On the contrary, It is the work of your life. It is about your growth. It is about being alive, my friends, more than it is about being happy, as she was stating it. Friends, we can't keep doing the same things and expect a different result. So how do you go, how do you exit of your COVID cave, managing your anxiety, your fears, and really acing going back to your life? For you, for your kids, for your family, for, you know, for your life, for your growth, for, you know, we have this one life, we have this one body, like, let's, let's make, you know, let's make it amazing. So technique number one, write it down. When you're feeling anxious and you remind yourself that the person, or not the person, that, that the reason rather that you're feeling anxious is because of what you're thinking, then you can be curious about what you're thinking. The way I like to deal with this and advise my clients to deal with this, especially when they're really anxious and feel tempted to fall into a fight or flight response, is to just sit down for a couple minutes and write all your thoughts down. Don't give it too much thinking. This is not an essay. No one will grade it. Just set the timer to five minutes and write. Dump everything that's going through your mind in that moment. So many times what goes on in there is crazy town. And you'll notice that your thoughts are sometimes so illogical, they make no sense. I know it happens to me, it happens to all of my clients. But let them go and write anyway. It will help you realize that you're simply feeling anxious because of your thoughts. Yes, Your thoughts feel anxious, but they're not reality. They're not facts. They are choices you are choosing to think. Don't rush into changing them. Just notice them. When you understand the cause of something, you are a million times closer to resolving any emotion you are having than if you're trying to change it, fight it, or ignore it. So the first thing to do is to write down all your thoughts about going back to work, about your kids going back to school, about sending, you know, whatever, like driving or any of the circumstances in your life at the moment. Whatever you're thinking about the circumstance, get these thoughts out of your head and put them onto a piece of paper. Journal them down. Remember, thoughts are a choice. Now, technique number two, it's a technique called fading in psychology. That is when you very gradually introduce yourself to your phobic situation. In this case, you may want to ease out of your home by first maybe going on a walk and then maybe um, doing an outdoor get together with someone you feel safe around with someone, you know, maybe has been vaccinated if that's, you know, that would make you feel better. And then on another day, you know, 
you drive around the block, you make a trip to the supermarket, and each day you do a little more. You basically take gradual steps. Once you get used to a setting again, right? Then you can take the next step toward the next setting. And each time you have accomplished a step, you get excited, you do a little dance, you smile, you say, yes, I did it. I'm getting my life back. Getting out is so fun. Seeing people is so fun. Getting out feels liberating. And that way you send your brain the message that everything is okay and that it can that your brain can relax with the fight or flight response. That's going to be very powerful. And then the other little things that I'd like to recommend you that will help you and that I personally follow too in my life are that you take breaks from watching, reading, or listening to the news. As a matter of fact, I don't even watch the news at all. You know, even on social media, spend little time there. Yes, it's good to be informed, but hearing about the pandemic and other world problems constantly can be very upsetting. And it's also not setting your energy at the right place. It's setting your energy very wrong and very low for your day. And from that low energy, there's no way you can attract anything good into your life. So the other thing is, you know, take care of your body. Take deep breath, stretch, smile, wiggle your toes laugh. You know that laughing is an antidepressant. It releases serotonins and it helps to fight with, you know, sadness and depression. So practice laughing. Even forced laughter counts. Your brain doesn't know the difference. You might feel silly, pretend laughing, but your brain really doesn't know the difference and all the benefits will be yours. Of course, try eating healthy. Well-balanced meals that will fuel your brain and your body are essential. Exercise regularly. It helps so much with your hormones. Get some sleep, take naps, meditate, open your windows, air your home, and make time to unwind. Try to do some other activities that you enjoy, right? Go for a walk, pick up a good book, go see a friend, have sex, (laughs) You know, connect with others, connect with your community, connect with your temple, connect with your church, even online. And remember that not only is it okay to ask for help, but it is recommended. I have my own life coach and my life is perfectly great. But it is about growth. It is about being alive. It is not about the happy, you know, at the, at the, or the, or the finish line. It's about the journey. Do you see athletes and leaders doing it on their own? They don't. The people who thrive in this world all have a coach by their sides. So my friends, don't stay stuck. Don't keep your kids stuck because of your own fears. You don't have to. And I am here for you. Book your free session with me. Bring all that stressing you out to the session and let me do the rest. My beautiful souls, Life is exactly what you dare to make it. Dare to make your life magnificent. I am here to help you. Have a beautiful